Now playing movie reviews in 20 cues. Hello, good people, and welcome to another very special edition of the podcast Movie Reviews in 20 Qs, the show where we like to review a movie by asking 20 weird and wonderful questions about it. Got some great guest hosts in this week to help me review the movie Venom, the first of which is Kahu, making his triumph for a turn after a long exile. How are you, Kahu? Guest host, still. Oh. <laughs> Normally, I, I resist Sam's overtures to get me along to these comic book related movies, and I gave in this time, and I I think we're going to find out that it was a bad decision. Well, spoiler alert, Kahu. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and something incredibly special is, well, we've had a few Australian guests on the show before, but we actually have one live in the studio with us. He's helped raise the IQ of both countries by coming over to New Zealand and living here. Oh, fuck, I've done the wrong around. <laughs> he may have lowered the IQ of both countries by moving over to New Zealand, but he has proven that there are some smart Australians out there. It's Mitchell Charles Worthington III. How are you, Mitch? Oh, I'm very well. G'day, guys. I don't actually talk like this, but I'm so glad you fucked up that introduction. <laughs> nah, stoked to be here, guys. Thanks for having me. So, yeah, what we do, guys, if you haven't heard this podcast before, is we like to review a movie by asking 20 weird and wonderful questions about it we start with uh, 10 questions that we all answer we then do our personal questions and then we answer with an uh, finish with a one submitted to us by one of our regular listeners as question 20 but before we do all that we give you a plot of the film in case you haven't seen the movie venom and you've got no intention to go out and see the steaming pile of cgi so mitch hit us with the plot of the movie venom cheers samwise so journalist eddie brock is trying to take down carlton drake the notorious and brilliant founder of Life Foundation. While investigating one of Drake's experiments, Eddie's body merges with alien venom, leaving him with superhuman strength and power. Twisted, dark, and fueled by rage, Venom tries to control the new and dangerous abilities that Eddie finds so intoxicating. Yeah, that pretty much sums it up. It's a new film from Sony. They still have the rights to Spider-Man and all his associated uh, enemies and characters. So they've had another attempt at starting their Spider-Man universe, but not part of the MCU, and I'm starting to think Kevin Feige might have seen this film and be like, nah, fuck that, guys, we don't want this as part of the MCU. But before I show my cards way too early here, we need to get into the reviews for this. So IMDb have this rated at 7.1 out of 10, and Rotten Tomatoes have this at 30%. Kahu, what would you give this as a score out of 10,000 Parasites? It was slightly better than I thought it would be, so which wasn't. A very high expectation, so I'm giving it 5,250. It's kind of like when you go to the toilet, you're like, holy hell, I'm going to take a massive dump, this is going to hurt, and then it's like, it didn't hurt that much. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's true. (laughs) What about you, Mitch? What would you give this a square out of 10,000? I'm going to give it just a little bit more there. I'm going to give it a 6,505. I refrained from reading any of the reviews, and I think... (laughs) <laughs> that was key to, to going into this movie that, you know, just go in, open eyes. The plot overall was, I think, a little bit predictable, but I think they've they've still done pretty well overall with the with the whole storyline. Yeah. I had read some of the reviews. I'd seen the 30% rating on Rotten Tomato. I was a bit worried about how shit it was going to be, and there was talk of it being as bad as Catwoman or Green Lantern or any of the Fantastic Four movies. And I was nervous. I was apprehensive, but I actually enjoyed this way more than I expected. So for me, between a 5,000 to a 6,000 is a, I enjoyed this, but I probably wouldn't recommend it. And over 6,000 is a, I enjoyed it, and maybe you get some enjoyment out of it. I'm going to go with 5,999, because it's on that tipping point of like, eh, maybe, I wouldn't recommend it, but at the same time, I wouldn't say it's inherently bad. Yeah, I think the other thing is, it's definitely set itself up for a good sequel, you know? 
that's the base it's set. So hopefully there's enough behind this first film to get funding for a second film and then we get a decent sequel. <laughs> well, it has crashed at the box office. It has hit like 80 million on the opening weekend. So, so yeah, and I think that was domestic. So I think it's doing pretty good. Cool. So yeah, as I said at the start of the podcast, what we do is we start with our questions that we all answer. And the first question is uh, something that we've already started sort of talking about. We start with the compliment sandwich, which is one thing good, one thing bad, and one thing good about this film. Now, Kahu, why don't you lead us off with one thing good, bad, and good about this film? One thing good. I thought Riz Ahmed, who plays uh, the main antagonist, Carlton Drake, was a very good baddie. He probably could have had a bit more screen time, though. Yeah. Uh, the bad thing was, I thought the reasoning behind Venom not wanting to take over Earth in the end was pretty lame. Um, <laughs> the sole reason, so and the kind of the movie was sort of building up to this point with the interrelationship between uh, Eddie and Venom, and then Venom just goes, "Oh, I actually like you, Eddie. <laughs> I was a like, loser too, like you, Eddie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> On my planet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah." To be honest, the movie sort of went a bit downhill from there. The other good thing was that I liked how they spent a bit of effort on explaining that Eddie's newfound superpowers required lots and lots of energy. So they kind of went into the amount of food he needed to eat and intake. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, which I reckon lots of, lots of superhero movies just make you believe that they've got these amazing powers, but they either don't eat anything or just eat what normal people eat. Yeah, true. So I thought that was quite good. Interesting. What about you, Mitch? So one good thing, I thought the car chase scene, or in this case, the motorbi- motorbike chase scene was pretty epic. Um, I think the visuals were at its best in this part of the movie. Yeah. Um, and it was combined with some pretty sweet San Fran backdrop over there. And who doesn't like a bit of Venom-assisted steering, or, or VAS as I like to call it? I thought that was a pretty <laughs> pretty cool combination. Going to my bad thing. So usually my favorite scenes in these types of movies or comic-based movies is the transformation into the hero. One of my favorites is Spider-Man, played by when he's played by Tobey Maguire, comes home from school, he's all sick, locks himself in his room, and the transformation takes place. Would have been awesome if there was a bit more emphasis on the transformation of Eddie Brock into Venom. Another good thing, as simple as it seems, is Venom munching on some human heads. <laughs> <laughs> good to see a bit of goriness in the, in this movie or overall. Well, yeah, kind of agree with some of the things you guys are saying. I didn't think the fucking bad guy was good at all. I think he's a good actor, but I just think he got given a fucking steaming pile of shit and said, work with this. Yeah, I don't think he got given enough green time and then... When he kind of turned into the big monster at the end, he kind of lost all his threatening character, I thought. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's sort of taken away from what I'm trying to say. But the good thing I thought was the dichotomy of the relationship between Tom Hardy and Venom. They had some awesome scenes where they were arguing with each other and fighting and all that sort of stuff. And I thought that was pretty cool. The bad thing is, I honestly think that this movie was almost written by everybody that complains about comic book movies, where they complain that... (laughs) Like, the the girl doesn't do enough and she's just there to look pretty. So they're suddenly shoving Michelle Williams in there to try and make her a superhero at different points and shit like that. And, yeah, there was just parts where the character motivations and how things broke down and all that sort of stuff was just a bit weird and a bit odd for me. But then, going back to the good thing, the good thing for me was the scene right in the middle where it was almost like he was the most drunk man in the world. And he was stumbling <laughs> yeah. around his apartment and he was like, why would we do that? And then he's down in a fucking restaurant eating a bloody crayfish live and jumping in a <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. pool and shit like that. That scene for me was hilarious not to mention also that the funniest scene for me by far was that bit where he's at the top of that tower and it's like 
jump out of the window, Eddie. <laughs> yeah. Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is definitely up there. <laughs> that sold it for me. So that moves us on to question number two. Hit us with it, Kahu. Okay, so question number two. What item from this film would you want or definitely not want to be? So this question comes courtesy of Phil Joynton, who's one of our premier Patreons. That's right, for the whole princely sum of $5 a month, you get to pick a question that we ask every time we do the podcast, and you get to pick her a number between two and nine. He picks question number two, so thanks again for this, Phil. You're still by far the sexiest man on the planet. <laughs> What's your answer, Mitch? Yeah, great question. I definitely don't want to be the lobster that gets eaten when <laughs> Eddie Brock jumps in the tank and needs a huge feed. He just gets eaten alive, and who wants to be that dude? <laughs> I've come across a few fishy-smelling people that want to be eaten, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anywho, uh, for me, it's the homeless person's clothes. I wouldn't want to be that poor homeless person that's sitting out on the street then to get taken to a lab and have a fucking symbiote pass through my clothes, maw me to death, and leave again. I'm not really that keen on that. Uh, I wouldn't want to be a cleaner at the Life Foundation. (laughs) You see a lot of shit. There's there's an occupational risk there, and also having to clean up all that that crap and all the dead people. Bit of a double whammy there. All the the bodily fluids, you know? How was your day at work, honey? Oh, yeah, I just fucking incinerated 27 dead bodies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're all homeless. <laughs> I feel great about myself. Awesome. Okay, Mitch, what's question number three? So what deep philosophical debate arose in you during this film? Well, I just mentioned the scene where Eddie's roaming around and it honestly looks like he's the most drunkest man in the world. He's throwing up into his toilet. He's like trying to drink beer and eat food and try and swallow that, but nothing's going down. And then he's flailing around in a restaurant like a drunken asshole. So that made me think. When I drink, do I have a symbiote inside of me? <laughs> Someone takes over. So is there a symbiote taking over me? Because some of the shit he's done was like, hmm, man, this is getting a bit close to home. <laughs> My philosophical debate was if I were inhabited by venom and was kind of in venom form and I ate somebody, does that make me a cannibal? <laughs> uh, good one. Uh, so my one, I was originally thinking, uh, where the hell are we in the world? with human testing, right? So Life Foundation or being all unethical, you know, that was kind of grinding my gears. But then I thought, what's the big issue here? And I thought, I know what it is. It's convenience stores. Um, they, really, they really need to up their security. Not once, but twice. This checkout chick hands money over to some low-life thug, and they're always they're always the sitting duck. Like seriously, Seven Eleven, up your fucking game, man! It's time to <laughs> time to change things up. <laughs> Surely, a security guard's cheaper than paying off that dude, eh? Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, she needs like she needs to make sure she has his picture on the wall so she recognizes him when he comes yeah. in. <laughs> yeah, it was like, hello, how are you? Like, I come here every month to rob you. How do you <laughs> yeah, not yeah. remember me? <laughs> you know, the guy that puts the gun in your face. Never wears a mask. You must know me. Okay, so question number four. If you guys were a recruitment consultant and this movie came to you looking for a job, what sort of job would this movie be suitable for? This movie would be a person on a production line that makes agar plates. What's splooging in it themselves? Uh, yeah, yeah. Just growing, <laughs> growing all sorts of symbiotic shit. Oh, a million different species chucked into one thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's different that's one every time. Good. Yeah, that's yeah. I had nothing, guys. Um, you had nothing? <laughs> no. That's cool. I was going to go with a club promoter. You know the guys that stand out on the street and they're a little bit greasy and they're sort of odd and they're like, come in, rah, rah, and they've got like the same couple of jokes they're using over and over again? 
that's what I think this movie is. It's a bit, a little bit greasy. It's a little bit odd. It's a bit strange. It's you know, it doesn't really know what it's supposed to be doing in life, but it's decided to hang outside of a bar and try and get people to come into it. I like it. I like it better than my answer. <laughs> okay, question five. What would the porn parody name for this movie be? So the first thing that came in my mind was came in your mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well. Venom's uh, in there. <laughs> He's in there coming. I had a couple, yeah, I had a couple going. Venom and Girls in Denim. Ooh, <laughs> nice. oh, hey. or number two was Simbona. <laughs> oh, God damn it, that is perfect. <laughs> Fuck, that beats my one. <laughs> my one was playing on the very first three letters of the title's name of V-E-N, and I went with venereal disease. <laughs> What kind of dark shit are you into? (laughs) The reason why I say this is this is similar to venereal disease. You have a good time while it's happening, but you pay for it later when you think about it. Oh, oh, (laughs) nice. Because that's always what I'm thinking of when I'm watching porn. I need to know the backstory. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there would be a market for... What happened to that pizza that the guy was delivering? How cold (laughs) is that right now? (laughs) Is he supposed to be back at... Oh, now he's a doctor. This is interesting. (laughs) (laughs) I've gone with... Tongue twister. Oh, that's good. Okay, all right. Yeah, that makes like sense. It. All right. What film would be the best or worst to watch as a double feature with this film? Speaking of premier Patreons, this question comes courtesy of Emily Higgins. I know this will probably end a divorce, but Emily Higgins is probably one of the coolest females on the face of the planet because she also is a premier Patreon and Emily herself also has a podcast, which is probably one of the most amazing podcasts in the world. It's called The Tasteless Podcast, and on that, she puts two movies against each other. So she takes a popular movie that everybody likes, like Indiana Jones, and then says that Lara Croft is better. So, yeah, if you're into people possibly causing offense to your movie-loving taste, go over and have a listen to Tasteless Podcast. It might be tasteless, but she's the sweetest girl around. <laughs> oh, how sweet. <laughs> Did you just, come up, you just fucking come up with that randomly? Like, yeah. I've got no idea where that came from. <laughs> okay, so my double feature, the first film, is Upgrade. Now, I haven't actually seen this film, but <laughs> I've seen the trailers, and Sam might be able to back me up on this, but the apartment fight in Venom remind me a bit of that yeah. trailer when he's first sort of Venom's first starting to make his mark. It's funny because Upgrade literally is a person in the guy's brain talking to him, but Upgrade is fucking amazing. Upgrade's the Venom movie that we wanted, but it didn't. It's not Venom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I have to make sure I see that one. Okay, what about you, Mitch? I thought The Dark Knight Rises and Venom. I think. Double feature here where you're getting some pretty wacky voices with Venom and Bane in both of them. And yeah, I think it's, um, I think they pair quite well. Yeah, that's good. That's mm. good. Yeah, for me, there was a couple floating out there. I did think Spider-Man 3 because there's a lot of people out there on the internet right now saying that this movie is worse than Spider-Man 3 and, you know, they fucked up Venom that time. They fucked him up again. Like, honestly, go back and watch that movie, guys. Spider-Man 3 is fucking terrible compared to this movie. Possibly because our expectations have been set a little bit higher from a lot of the Marvel movies that have come out. So, uh, yeah, Venom probably suffers a little bit from that. Yeah. And the other other one that I was thinking was, you know, if you want to, if the best film to watch this with would, oh no, that's the best one to watch this one. The worst thing I think to watch this would be The Thing, which is the 1982 (laughs) horror classic, which is fucking amazing, and about things taking over bodies. The John Carpenter one, eh? Yeah, the John Carpenter one. It's fucking spectacular. So I think that would probably be the worst to watch with this, because you'd go, holy shit, that movie was really bad. Moves on to question number seven, and it's back to me. What character just clearly needs to get laid? I'll take this one away. 
So Anne's doctor wanker boyfriend. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's be honest. Let's that's, be honest. Yeah, that's his actual name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I clearly really rated this character because I call him the doctor wanker boyfriend. Uh, but let's be honest. Yeah, he's just there for a quick route with Anne, in my opinion. Um, mate, seriously, stop being the nice new mature boyfriend guy, shaking hands and being all mature when you meet Eddie. And what's this? You've already got a key? Like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? I, I thought he was way more helpful than he probably should have been. He yeah, was, like, it was quite calm given the circumstances yeah, of it. It was helping him out. Super eh? homicidal ex boyfriend. And that's why I think he's. Ex fiance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. That's why I think he's a wanker. He's just really putting it on. But come to think of it, it's probably Eddie Brock. Like, he's the one sulking in that scene where. He's just coming back for, for a bit of a route again. So, Eddie Brock, sorry, mate. You need to get laid. Yeah, I, I reckon Preferably he might have not a... in Venom form. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nasty. I reckon he might have had a thing going on with that homeless Marie. But anyway, they seem pretty comfortable. Maybe well, Mrs. Chen. Maybe Mrs. Chen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that was my answer. <laughs> Mrs. Chen. Oh, well. She's getting robbed on the regular. She's having aliens biting off fucking people's heads. Mrs. Chen needs to get laid. She had a stressful day. I'm going with Dr. Dora. She just seems like oh, one of those... Yeah. Those real stay in the lab, 12 hours a day, go back home, cook some freeze-dried meals, go to sleep, and go back to the lab. She's really undersexed. Probably got one of those mums that's like, have you got a boyfriend yet? And I was like, no, I'm too busy. Too busy at work. (laughs) Good to talk to you, mum. That's actually why she's writing her own um, workplace out. She just wants some form of attention, right? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> question number eight. Stacy isn't asking the Stacy question. Pretty yeah, much. I, is this the Stacy question? This is the Stacy. Oh, this is Stacy's right favorite question because she absolutely hates Nicholas Cage. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, it's it's a great honor to be bestowed with with the question for our great friend Nicholas Cage. <laughs> uh, so, question number eight: How would you incorporate Nicholas Cage into this movie? So, disclaimer: I didn't realize Nicholas Cage was so up there with um, <laughs> with everyone over here. So, I feel like I'm throwing him in the deep end. Oh, no, we, we, we definitely throw him <laughs> in the deep him. end, yeah. Right. So this brings me back to my convenience uh, store dilemma. If you get Nicolas Cage as the checkout chick, he will be all over smashing up that low-life thug. Get him behind 7-Eleven, no more robberies. Fuck, that's awesome. <laughs> that's a great pick. We saw at the end of the... Spoiler alert! We saw at the end of this film that uh, Woody Harrelson is going to play the character Carnage. Now, look, I love Woody Harrelson. But Carnage is a batshit fucking mental case. Guess what Nicolas Cage is? A batshit fucking mental case. He is perfect for the role of Carnage. I reckon a little cameo of him at the end is like, when I get out of here, there's going to be Carnage! There's going to be Cage-age. And and then it's spell it out really quickly and loudly. C-A-R-N-A-G! Yes. That was pretty good. Cage-age. That's what I want. Boom hard. Okay. Okay, so our man Cage would would take the place of Isaac, who was one of those homeless people that uh, Drake gets in to perform trials on. Don't remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, that dude had a name, did he? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He he did the whole story about the biblical story of oh, Isaac this and was Abraham the hand thing on and the, the sacrifice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I remember. Yeah. Um, so so it'd be the whole situation with the symbiote trying to take over Cage and everybody watching on from beyond the glass, and Cage is doing his Cage thing and going real sort of out of it uh, that's um, a good fact, actually yeah and to be honest maybe maybe the symbiote would form symbiosis with cage because he is such a perfect match he is a perfect specimen yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, good might grow his hair back 
Okay, question number nine, Mitch. So, what character would you get to help you to hide a dead body? I am going to go with the security chief, the bald-headed dude that takes orders and has a whole bunch of people that are around him that does shady shit. He's the sort of guy I reckon would be reliable. And us bald-headed brothers, we've got to stick together. <laughs> Backing him. I like it. I'm going with Anne. And for for one very good reason, she she kind of pretends she's a good girl. But I reckon she'd be up for it. And she really didn't seem that perturbed when she ate that guy's face. She yeah. kind of went, oh, no, I ate that guy. But she when you, wasn't when you overwhelmed say, by When you it. say ate that guy's face, you mean um, Tom Hardy, right? When she's like full passion him? No, no, because remember, <laughs> remember Tom Hardy got, he was got like taken out into the yeah, woods yeah. to be killed yeah. and then she jumped in and ate the ate daddy. Dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was like, oh. But <laughs> she actually sounded like she didn't really give a shit. Are you really meaning you just want to hang out with Michelle Williams? Yeah. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Hey, well, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't blame me. She's gorgeous. I'm going for the obvious answer here. Carlton Drake, he's yeah. an evil motherfucker. He'd have no issue with helping you hide or put away a dead body. So, yeah, obvious choice, I reckon. I'm thinking about... How do I get out of this prison sentence? He's my go-to man. That's a good point. Mm. That's a good point. Mm. And that takes us down to the final question from our first set of all play questions. So, what quote from this film would be the worst thing to say straight after you've finished having sex? Or making love for our more delicate listeners? I've gone with, have a nice life. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're clearly leaving them. Yeah. <laughs> clearly. Clearly. That was amazing. Have a nice life. <laughs> I'm done. Well, you're I'm a badass guy. I think that was near the end of the film. I don't know. I'd, I'd kind of given up with the whole sort of bodies going everywhere in the fight scene thing. Uh, yeah, the end where we had no idea what the fuck was going yeah, on. Yeah. It was just CGI in the darkness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah why, why do movies Something do that? They always go too dark. So you can't spot the problems, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we still managed so to So you can't somehow. see the pixels. Yeah. yeah. I've gone with, um, so straight after a sesh, um, you just look at the old wanger and say, we are venom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great, I've been poisoned. <laughs> we were venom. Yeah. Or on the, the flip side, it's um, Eddie Brock when he has no control and he's like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I've, I've apologised a few times uh, yeah. I am going to go Eyes, lungs, pancreas So many snacks So little time <laughs> You do that oh. way too well man I feel like you've actually used that one I have many a time There's a warrant out for my arrest You did that way too well man <laughs> I, I reckon Holy that whole kind of creepy Back and forth between Eddie and Venom straight afterwards would like completely freak the partner out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think so you're why a fucking would we psycho. <laughs> we were great. No, 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 we weren't. <laughs> you're you're right, we go better. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah. why would they say that to you, Eddie? <laughs> that was a shit effort, Eddie. <laughs> Pussy. You need to focus more on her pleasure, Eddie. You can't be so selfish. <laughs> yeah. <It's- laughs> I can't even go into the voice anymore. <laughs> I'm kind of scared how fucking quickly that little sentence came to me. Not all about you, Sam. <laughs> yeah. There's two people in this relationship, Sam. I think we oh. could do a whole session just on this voice. <laughs> we should have done the whole podcast in this voice. Yeah. Should have awesome. done the introduction. Yeah. You're my ride. Hello, people. And welcome to Movie Reviews of 20 Years. I am your host, Venom. We are Venom. Pussy. <laughs> yeah, well, what question are we up to? 
That moves us on to Mitch's personal questions. Three questions that Mitch has come up with that he can ask and we answer. I'm not going to try and keep doing it now. <laughs> All right. So what is one scene you would cut from the movie and one scene you'd add in the movie in its place? Venom as a dog. And then Venom as Michelle Williams. Okay, this is the reason why, and this is one of the bad things I wanted to get into but didn't get into, is they've established that when a symbiote takes over a body, it kills that body as it moves to something else. So it's killed that dog, it's killed Michelle Williams, it's now Eddie Brock again. Mm, good point. Although, although that was disturbingly hot. What? <laughs> We're going back to the porn parody question, I think. Jesus. Don't look at me with those fucking sexy eyes. Yeah, yeah why are you, are you sticking tra- your tongue out like venom? My answer, my voice? What, what do you <laughs> No, no. The scene? The, the other version of venom. All oh, right, yeah, the yeah, female yeah. version? Oh, the female yeah, yeah, version, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I've got some Japanese videos. You rate your voice way too much. (laughs) It's true. I've gone with that whole big fight scene at the end, and I would Mm. replace it from the opening credits roll from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory from 1971. (laughs) What? Because that whole that whole bit in Willy Wonka is just a holy of chocolate swirling around had about the same clarity as that final fight scene. Oh yeah. Okay. I like it. I like it. I thought the intro where it's the randoms being taken over i thought that was just took way too long and just yeah oh being taken over by riot and yeah. spending six months in asia just fucking around until was, they came back to san francisco it was way too much of that and i think get a bit more backstory between eddie and and michelle <laughs> yeah. um i thought yeah get those a bit of backstory between them two and who knows you might have a bit of a raunchy scene in there as well Ooh. Yes. Hell yes. You sound a bit let down from the lack of that. Yeah, man. I was hoping to see it. It was one of my kind of positives going into the movie. And I'm like, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, you were satisfied with the um, the version of Michelle. And, uh, uh, you know, yeah. I want yeah. to see the, the no, human version. No complaint. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So moving on to question 12. So what would be your news headline for this movie? So this would be right above a big picture of the whole, like, I don't know what that thing was at the end. The whole space rocket just like crashed and burned everywhere. And it would be life in pieces. Oh, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I'm sort of more imagining the BBC article. Beep, 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 beep. Sony Films here. Help us, Marvel. Come and save us, please. There's shit going wrong everywhere and the fucking critics hate us. And oh, fuck, we, we fucked up Tom Hardy. We took Tom Hardy. We made him shit. People don't like us. Help us. Give a fuck. Oh, shit, here they come. <laughs> Second that. (laughs) I like it. Very good answer. Thank you. Uh, Moving on to question 13. If you had to recast any of the characters, who would it be and with who? No, you can't use Nicolas Cage here, guys. Sorry, guys. I know. Nicolas Cage is the answer for everything. (laughs) And he would have played everything. He would would solve the world's problems. If he was just given a chance. There's Nick Cage all over it. Yeah, I mean, I've already said I love Nick Cage to have played Carnage, but Here's the thing for me is like Tom Hardy is amazing and awesome, but there's better comic book characters for him, and I'd rather see him in the MCU as potentially the next Wolverine. That would be the fucking the bomb for me. But so if I'm wanting him gone, I'd want Army Hammer, who's okay. Eddie Brock in the comics, nerd alert, is like the six foot four fucking blonde beefcake dude who's a real arsehole and a dick to everyone, all that sort of shit. And Army Hammer is a six foot four blonde beefcake who's I don't know, probably can be a dick to everyone. I think he'd make a better Eddie Brock and Venom. <laughs> Got a funny feeling of deja vu that I've used this answer for a question on a previous podcast. But yes, you have. 
Is it your, go, your go-to go-to actor? <laughs> it's is my it? go-to actor. Yeah. So I'm going with. Uh, Steve, Bill Cosby, Steve, as, <laughs> yeah, as Venom. <laughs> uh, I'm going with Stephen Lang from Avatar as the security chief. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought that guy could have had a could have had a bit more oomph given the amount of screen time he was on. Bit more evilness, yeah. He's, yeah, he's very yeah. forgettable. Yeah, he was. Yeah, my sorry, my bald brother, but yeah, <laughs> leading down the team. Yeah. Cool. I'm I'm on the same wavelength as you, Sam. I thought. If I had to replace anyone, it might be Tom. So I went for a uh, good old Aussie mate, <laughs> um, a great Gatsby man, Tom Buchanan, um, Joel. Oh I'd yeah, go for I'll go for Joel. I think he fits the fits the brief. He's um, he can play the the guy that's not making it. You know, yeah. I think Tom. When I think of Tom Hardy, I think this guy's just too cool. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Totally. cool to be the guy that's, you know, just struggling in life and just, you know, hand in face kind of moments, you know? Yeah. Um, whereas Joel could actually really play that part and still has that kind of nerdy persona in a, in a sense as well. Yeah. So, yeah, he's um, he's my go-to there. That was one of my little pet with this film is like Tom Hardy is like this hard-hitting journalist who gets the story and is like notorious, has his own show and all this other shit. And then he's like this nerdy, weedy guy that doesn't want to go knock on his neighbor's door and tell him to shut up. Like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah, that didn't wash, eh? Is he like one of those extroverted introverts? You know what I mean? Like they're real out there, but then in the yeah, quiet he, he's, time, they're like... He's the reporter that goes like, give me the story, give me the story. Yeah. And then to his neighbor, you're so right. Yeah. yeah and he goes, yeah, he's, yeah. he's like there for four hours a day and then 20 other hours, he's like sitting at home recharging like, oh, you can do this. Oh, you can do this. Deep <laughs> yeah, breathing. Yeah. Oh, you can do this. <laughs> yeah. They didn't sell that part very well. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And that moves me on to my set of personal questions. Let's rule out the obvious ones of while making love or <laughs> taking a massive on the toilet. What? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> what are you doing there? That's a number three. What? <laughs> what would be your most awkward scenario that you definitely would not want venom in your head while doing? As soon as I read this question, I'm like, I basically had venom in my head in high school. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, just imagine where it's like, Mitch, come on, man, go, 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 and have a chat to that to that girl. Go ask her out. And as soon as like you're psyching yourself up. It's like you're about to say it and then Venom chimes in and you bail out and he's just like, pussy. (laughs) (laughs) So just any scenario really where in high school where you've built yourself up and Venom's kind of kicked you while you're on the ground. Having grown up in Australia with all the snakes and spiders over there, you must be pumped full of venom anyway. Like, <laughs> Yeah, and to be honest, venom wouldn't be the scariest thing you'd see going around. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I kind of read this with the wrong way, but I thought just making decisions on who he's going to eat next, it's really not a discussion I want to be having all the time. I don't want to be going, how about that girl? She looks pretty chunky. <laughs> I was going, no, no, I don't, I don't care if she's chunky. I'm not eating to, her. As in to eat her out. <laughs> <laughs> just go away. Either take me over completely and eat some shit so I don't remember it, or just... Yeah, yeah. I'm hungry. Feed me. <laughs> yeah. Just eat when your kids go. You, you won't miss them. <laughs> yeah. I, I was thinking of a couple of answers. Like, don't normally answer your own questions, but fuck it, I'll answer them. My one is like when I'm having an argument with my missus and I know I'm wrong. Because I'd be like halfway through it of like, I shouldn't be saying this. No, you fucking shouldn't, you fucking moron. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. Or he'd go the other way just to take the piss. Nah, be meaner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be meaner. You turn into, um... You sound like a monster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Anywho, we almost want to rule out the obvious one, but which character from this film would be the biggest liability on a night out on the piss? I reckon it would be Carnage, because you're only ever going to end up in jail or dead with that guy. Well, the dude who's a serial killer. Yeah. 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 Probably, uh, and if you end up in jail, you're soon going to be dead anyway. So it's just all bad news. That guy's got no money. I thought, yeah, maybe the rich guy, but... He's a bad egg, but he's still got lots of money. So True, he'd be able to bail himself out of there. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if he'd come back for you or not, but <laughs> it seems pretty fucking tempted to get rid of dead bodies. It, you it, might be in a fucking cell the next day, but he might, he might buy me a few drinks beforehand. But yeah, yeah definitely carnage. Bad news all around. I went 100% the homeless lady living on the street. Oh, yeah? This chick's had a cocktail of drugs already and now she's had a shot of symbiote uh, she, she's not making it she's not making it past the bounces man <laughs> no, not at all like, if you want a no- good night out she's not your pick <laughs> you know this girl with you is bleeding from every orifice uh, <laughs> is she <laughs> yeah really uh, I'll just leave her hair and get her later she's just got one of those kind of clothes that changes colours like that <laughs> When I was thinking about this, I was like, Mrs. Chen, she's getting fucking mugged at every fucking... (laughs) (laughs) Every time we see her, she's probably fucking real bit liability. Okay, and yeah, like we've we've dissed this movie a bit, but what's three things that could have made this film better, or even just one? What's something that really could have made this film better? So, shorter intro scene, I think uh, just getting into the mix a lot quicker, and more Eddie Brock becoming Venom. So, two, I went for the option that you didn't say. I gave you two options. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, I've found three. So the first one, making a call as to whether uh, this movie was going to be funny or violent instead of not really succeeding at either. Or a horror or a comic book movie or yeah, a, just yeah, stuck yeah, in between. Yeah. 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 It had no idea what it wanted to be. Yeah. It didn't have a kind of a general theme running through. Or it didn't go the Deadpool route of being funny and violent. And R-rated, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Second was explaining exactly why Anne was dressed as a schoolgirl at the end. That was just... Really? No explanation. <laughs> I mean, no complaints. It was just a bit. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it was just a bit, a bit strange. Like I, d- I didn't get that. And then the last one was, as we've already touched on, less explained time at the beginning. Yeah, it just yeah. went on and on. We needed more venom time. That's true. That's true. Cool. And yeah, that's uh, moves us over to Kahu. Okay. So question seventeen. My first question: What would be your go-to non-human snack if you were inhabited by venom? Venom. Right now, he's just kind of just made his way to Earth, so he's only got a taste for kind of living things. I can't wait till he's like into human snack, like chips and stuff like that. So I thought. Tim Tams. Oh, Tim Tams. <laughs> I would, that would be my go-to thing. I'd yeah. just be smashing Tim Tams all night. It was funny at the end. He did mention that he wanted some tater tots and chocolate. So oh, yeah, Tim yeah, Tams yeah, yeah. would fucking yeah, do yeah. him. Yeah, it's on his wavelength then. For me, man, like I, I'm glad you said non-human snacks because I've got tons of different human snacks. I'm like, quite <laughs> yeah. keen on it. You've noticed I've got piles of heads and piles of bodies <laughs> in the corner of my room. Yeah. Why? Because they're piles. <laughs> are these like previous guests you've had? Yes, they are. There's Spanky over there. There's Stacey. There's Machu. You notice Machu is outside because no one wanted to eat him. Uh, but yeah, no. Everyone that knows me knows how much I love fried chicken. It would definitely be hot spicy chicken from KFC. I'd be all up in that. What a great ad as well in the movie. Like, just get a bit of, you know, get a bit of advertising throughout the movie. Yeah, the best. exactly. Put a product tie-in and then yeah. just to piss them off, I'd go for, like, caviar or something. <laughs> just <expensive laughs> shit. I want Coco Van every night. <laughs> With a 1982 Bordeaux. <laughs> Uh, on to question 18. What scenario would cause you to lose your shit and go venom? I don't know why this is happening to me lately because it's never happened to me in my entire life, but I am encountering road rage. 
So anyone that can imagine me and my shitty Mitzi Lancer driving down the road, someone's cut me off. I've decided, holy shit, I'm going to be another two seconds later to work. Just, what the fuck is this shit? And then a nine foot high beast explodes out of my car. And, <laughs> Excuse me, I'm going to bite your head off. <laughs> the manic on the tarmac. <laughs> yeah. It's me. Yeah, I think every time I'm out and about and someone's like, oh, wait, you, you don't sound Kiwi. Are you? Oh, you're Aussie. I think at that point, I, I'd yeah. just flip out and it'd be like, it would just be like this Aussie, <laughs> this Aussie venom just going nuts and just like smacking this person out. I'm just imagining a kangaroo-shaped venom punching someone in the face. Kangaroo yes. venom, kangaroo boxing. Bang. Take your accent and shove it up your ass, you flaming galah. Uh, my last question. At what point do you think Dr. Dan should have said... I really don't need this shit in my relationship anymore. The second he fucking met her. We've touched on this. They've been together for six months and he has a key. You have met this girl within six months of her breaking up with a fiance who's well-known and notorious and clearly a psychopath. The second he came back into her life, man, see you later. And not only that, she's hanging around when he comes randomly. This is Brock, by the way. He's coming randomly sulking and, you know, trying to get her back. Yeah. And he's taken kind of the upper hand here and gone back to the apartment, wherever they're, they're living. <laughs> Steering um, through the peephole back out of the property. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, that is your cue. Get the fuck out, man. Yeah, yeah shit ain't good. <laughs> So he's not like get the hell out of here and just walking back inside. And then yeah, yeah. So see, so I reckon if she, if he managed to get through all of that, I reckon the point where she goes, "Look, Dan, we need to talk." I ate a guy's face. <laughs> I'll just be like, "Yep, no, I'm I've put up with a lot of shit. I'm quite a tolerant guy, you know, but yeah. I'm gone." That's yeah. that's my line. That's the last one. Yeah, 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 yeah. You cross it. it down on dudes' heads is where I draw the line. <laughs> Okay, and then that takes us down to the final question of the podcast. This question comes courtesy to one of our long-time listeners, first-time caller. No, he's contributed a bit of stuff before, but one of our great listeners of the show. He binges us all the time and often uh, has a few comments to make about the show, and we love him. So this one goes out to you, Justin Meesenbeek, you goddamn gorgeous man. He wants to know, what colour symbiote would we be, and what sort of weapon would we turn our arms into? I'm going... Polka dots. How cute. Because, because, like Mr. Blobby? because why not? I mean, why not? Um, what what colour on colour? Oh, yeah. yeah. How do you layer this? How do I layer this? Ooh, I don't know. Brown on poo brown? <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's going to have to be the classic white with red. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and my weapon is going to be multiple rotating Shirley Temple head arms. Shirley Temple because, head arms? Because that's then, so polka dotty. Because, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's... And then in the sequel, you know, it'll be red on fighting carnage. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I like that. You th- you've thought of the long game here. That's yeah, cool. yeah, 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 yeah. For the long haul. I've gone camo. Man, if I if I can be anything I, and colour, it's probably not a colour. Um, I'm going camo and... What my arms would do, they would plop out like grenade things, like little grenades, yeah. and they would turn into little micro venoms, and they'd kind of do their own thing and just oh, take cool. over the city. Yeah. So keep, keeping with that army theme, you know? Yeah, that's cool. And you can have it when they get when they get destroyed. They just split into more little they just ones. Keep splitting. Yeah, they just keep multiplying. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Classic <laughs> gag. <laughs> yeah. My one that I'm going to go for is I would be pink. But I'd be like a pink bowling ball. It's about six foot high and wide, basically. Yeah, and then yeah. protruding out of either end would be like a T-shaped thing 
uh, like T-shaped arms with a dildo at either end of the T. Like with the T branches, it would be like a pink dildo thing. Because if I'm going around beating up people and eating people and getting seen in public doing this, no policeman is going to believe it when there's like this pink ball with dildos coming out of it fucking beat this guy down and ate him. No one's going to believe that. I would be able to go around eating people like no one's fucking business and no one would ever catch me. Fuck, that's so true, Sam. When you came up to me last Thursday and you're like, man, this dude came up to me and whacked me with a dildo. I'm like, mate, that probably didn't happen. <laughs> fucking muchu. <laughs> Cool, and that takes us down to the end of our podcast. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Special thanks again to Phil Joints and Emily Higgins, our two premier patrons. If you guys want to jump on that, flick us a dollar, you get all our back episodes, you get this episode and future episodes early, like three or four days. Whenever we finish editing them, you're going to get them early. Uh, it's pretty awesome. Uh, every dollar that goes towards us goes to paying for us to go to the films and produce more episodes that you enjoy. So, yeah, thanks for that. But yeah, also thanks to my two hosts. Is there anything you guys would like to add before we finish this session? Anything you feel like we've missed? Nah, second that, cheers up to our Patreons. Yeah. Most appreciated. First movie you guys paid for was this, and thanks, fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> nah, thanks for, thanks for having me, guys. And um, look, as much as we've given this movie a bit of shit, I'm still um, looking forward to a bit of a sequel. Yeah, you don't know where, um, where this movie can go. So um, yeah, looking forward to that. Yeah, that's my final thought as well. As like, I've sort of shit on it the whole time, but it's it's actually like quite a bit of fun. There's quite a few good scenes in there that you know, and it does it sets itself up well for a sequel. I'm sure they can do more of it now that we've established the characters and we know how to move them forward. But anyway, before we sign off, if you like the show and want to get in contact with us, you can go on Twitter and find us at Movie Reviews In. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Movie Reviews and Twenty Qs. You can send us an email at mritqs at gmail.com. It's always appreciated to hear how much you guys are loving the show and all that sort of stuff. And also, massive thanks to everyone that's given us five-star reviews lately. We, um, I only recently started tracking them. We had about 200 a month ago, and we're now up to 215. So thanks to everyone that's gone on there and given us five stars and written all the lovely comments you guys have. Too many of you guys to name, but in the future we'll start naming all the new ones. But uh, anyway, oh, before I sign off, Mitch, well done on your very first episode. Oh, You've done amazing. Mate. Congratulations. I was a little bit nervous. Welcome <laughs> to the Movie Reviews in 20Qs world. We'll definitely have you back. Oh, You're cheers, mate. Easily the best Australian host we've ever had on. You hear that, Billy Topher and Paul? Yes, that's how you do it, boys. <laughs> but yeah, that's thanks for me. Ciao. Thanks, guys. If you guys are a recruitment... Ugh, fuck, I always fuck this one up. <laughs> a rock <rucker>, rubber. <laughs> if you guys were a... I'm Venom. <laughs> Pussy. Yeah, I'll just send you back out. Never allowed again. <laughs> I thought it was a prison colony, aren't they? Fucking... Like- <laughs> What am I saying? <laughs> and it's Sam coming off the stripper pole. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Fucking bullshit husk. Yeah. <laughs> it's bullshit sexy husk. <laughs> Don't be Not jealous, jealous Sam. Not jealous. Yeah. Not jealous. <laughs>